Welcome to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Dan Soden, and this is episode 12. For the last few weeks, I've followed a format of worst to best, and honestly, listening back to last week's podcast, I felt like it wasn't working for me anymore. So instead, I'm going to take a kind of go-with-the-flow approach when talking about the shows. We'll still hit the news at the top, but from there, it'll be a lot more relaxed. Speaking of the news portion of the podcast, it wouldn't be anything without the DailySmart.com, my one-stop shop for all wrestling news. And I know I always go on about Rich really putting in the work and uh, putting in some serious hours on both the app and the website. But the guy really is always in the lab to make sure not only is the site working great, but also the app. So if you could, go download the app. And of course, follow them on Twitter, at the Smart. Also... While you're on Twitter, do me a favor, do me a solid, and follow 3SecTan and Fired Up Podcast, uh, if you aren't already, that is. And also remember, Fired Up Podcast with an S at the end, otherwise you're in a whole new dimension. So former WWE Tag Team Champion Dominic DiNucci passed away this week at the age of 89. DiNucci is probably best known for uh, his work as um, Mick Foley's trainer and Shane Douglas's trainer. Uh, at this time, our thoughts are with his friends and family. Um, moving on, uh, Spotify has become the exclusive home for WWE Podcast. This move will see The Ringer's existing wrestling podcast, The Mass Man Show, hosted by David Shoemaker and Kaz, renamed The Ringer Wrestling Show. Uh, Spotify Green Room will also play host to live sessions after every major pay-per-view, starting with SummerSlam. Uh, this will later be converted into podcast, so if you don't hear it live, you can always go back and check it out. Uh, the, new, the new content will uh, include a new podcast titled Mac Mania from Evan Mack. And if you don't know Evan Mack, you're right to assume that he is one of the hosts on The Bump. And a narrative series produced by Bill Simmons, um, founder of The Ringer. Um, I'm going to imagine that all... Uh, WWE podcasts so far are going to be moved to Spotify onlys. So if you are listening on Apple Music to The New Day or that Corey Graves podcast, you're probably going to have to head over to Spotify. Um, Ric Flair made his first post-WWE appearance when he joined his future son-in-law, Andrade, at Triple Mania. Uh, Flair got in the ring, got a little physical, chopping Kenny Omega and throwing uh, Conan in a figure four. Uh, overall, he, he, he looked his age. Um, probably shouldn't be in a ring running around like that, but hey, you know, Ric Flair going to die in a ring like he always wanted to. Uh, NXT is looking to return to taping shows in advance starting uh, the week after uh, TakeOver 36. Uh, this is according to Brian Alvarez. Uh, he later said it may be temporary, but they are taping several episodes following the TakeOver. Uh, that's something to look out for. Um, shows will be taped Monday, August 23rd and Tuesday, August 24th. Um, speaking of WWE and SummerSlam, DJ Valentino Khan is set to perform at SummerSlam. Um, he'll probably be playing sets uh, as the audience is coming in and during video packages. Um, according to Fightful.com, uh, Impact Wrestling has reportedly signed former NWA World Television Champion Zicky Dice. Uh, he may or may not be debuting on a set of Impact tapings in the near future. Um, I don't know who's to say. Uh, that's pretty much it for the week in wrestling as far as news goes. When we return, we'll be going on about the shows. Hey 
and we are back. Uh, we're going to start things off with the new kid on the block, Rampage. Uh, things opened with Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the Impact title. Uh, first off, I just want to say a four-man booth is not it. Let's let's just throw Chris Jericho out right away. Uh, according to Twitter and my own ears, I don't need that man screaming from the 10 o'clock to the 11 o'clock hour on a Friday night. Just not something I need in my life. Um, we saw the usual elite stuff, Don Callis distraction, Good Brothers distractions, some low blows, Young Bucks getting involved. They slid a chair in at the end. Um, Kenny went to go do it, uh, one-winged angel on it, but Cage reversed into a kill switch on the chair. And for the win, eventually Jurassic Express came out to celebrate with him and ward off the elite. Overall, it was a fine match. Uh, I'm not a Kenny Omega fan. And, uh, I mean, Christian's run in AEW hasn't been anything that I've been too excited about. But it was an honest, uh, good moment for Christian, who was celebrating in the back. Uh, Mark Henry was interviewing him. We had Jurassic Park celebrating with him. And uh, for some odd reason, Orange Cassidy just in the background chilling. Um, we then got Miro versus Fuego Del Sol. Um they started off with a little video package. That was nice. And then the match started. Uh, Del Sol hit three Tornado DDTs on Miro before eventually Miro took control and got the the win via pretty much a squash. Um, it then cuts to commercial break, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. But when they returned, Fuego was still in the ring. Tony Khan comes out with Sammy Guevara, hands him a clipboard, and then uh, Sammy you know, goes to the ring and then tells uh, Fuego, ah, Fuego that he is now all elite. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, Fuego, I don't think, knew ahead of time because that boy was ugly crying. Um, it was a good moment. It was a nice moment. Um, they could have probably stretched it out for a little bit longer and had him actually win and get the title and probably been a bigger moment. But I understand wanting a moment like this for the first Rampage. Uh, we get a Darby and Sting promo. That was whatever. Mark Henry talking to Britt uh, and Red Velvet ahead of the match. I thought that was weird to have tonight as the match was next. Uh, Red Velvet versus Britt Baker. Um, Red Velvet works okay as a heel. Um, I feel like this was her first match uh, as far as AEW is concerned as a heel. So it was a little different switch for her. Um, I liked the whole story about the wrist and not being able to hit the lockjaw and then her switching. It was nice. Um, Chris Statlander coming in for the save was good. Um, I thought the Jamie Hatler um, debut was a little lackluster. Crowd didn't know who she was. She was in a double XL Gildian sweatshirt or something like she's buff and she's going to be the muscle. Let her show that off. It was a weird way to end the show, but Overall, I thought it had its moments. I enjoyed the hometown reaction for Brit and the Fuego del Sol getting his contract. Um, I feel like no need to go to another break. Let's just slide right into Dynamite. Uh, the show opened up with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley coming out. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia attacks them from behind. 2.0 um, then hops into the ring with uh, Garcia and they call out Sting and Darby. Uh, Darby... Um, comes from behind and takes out Garcia, so it's a, uh, you know, two on two. It's a tornado tag. They're making their way all around the arena at this point. Eventually, Garcia uh, comes back into the fold, and they fight around the arena a little bit more. Kingston then comes in and takes out Garcia. Um, 
spots we saw that were pretty cool. The double suplex onto the back of the skateboard was uh, pretty cool. Uh, 2.0 powerbombing Sting through the table, and then him just popping up and going full Sting was cool. The double Stinger drop was nice. And then finally, the double Scorpion Deathlock on uh, 2.0 for the win looked great. Um, normally, those like combo submission moves always look sloppy, but uh, this one actually looked really good. Uh, then we get a video package about Sammy Guevara proposing to his lady. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Sean Spears with Tolly in the back. Spears likes to make uh, a couple jokes about uh, Sammy's uh, gal pal, or fiance now, I should say. Uh, something I found funny was as soon as this promo hit, I saw on Twitter uh, Sean Spears' wife tweeting how much she loves her man. It was a very interesting time to tweet that. Uh, we then get the match Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spears. This could have been Sean Spears' best match in AEW. I mean, it could have been his best match ever. Let's let's not split hairs there. Uh, Spears tries to sneak Sammy, but is unsuccessful. That's a metaphor for his career. Uh, totally helps Spears with a spike pile driver on the outside before the match starts. Match finally starts after the pile driver happens. They go to do it again, but Aubrey throws out Tully this time. Tully has a weird little, you know, conniption. Also, Tully's outfit. Who who dresses that man? Michael Hayes. Uh, so we get uh we get you know a little back and forth. Um, I thought the spot where they bounced both up to the top rope and Spears gave the middle finger and Sammy hit the cutter off the top was all right. We need to stop middle fingers in pro wrestling. It's no one's Steve Austin, guys. It's it's a wrap on that. It's not edgy. Uh, Spears hits a avalanche C4. Then um, Sammy hits a Death Valley driver on the guardrail. Uh, 6.30 senton for a false finish that I was like, okay, guys, we're going too far with it. Eventually, Sammy hits a go to hell with no knee pads for the win. This should have been wrapped up after that 6.30 senton, but TK lets them do what they let, he lets them do. Uh, we get a Christian uh, Cage interview. Uh, Don Callis interrupts. We get Christian Cage's new tagline, uh, carny piece of shit, and uh, the crowd pops. And here we go. We get a Dan Lambert promo because, yeah, because uh, he's out there with uh, Junior Dos Santos and some other guy I have no clue. Um, he's giving one hell of a, a, a boomer promo, as I, I would call it. Um yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they're trying to play up Dan Lambert as a Cornette-esque character for the show. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to appear more times or not. Uh, Lance Archer, though, does come out to seek revenge on Lambert for talking ill of him, but gets sneak attacked by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Dan Lambert's just laughing. I'm not sure what those UFC guys had to do with this or why they're out there. Overall, we probably all could have did without this segment. Uh, we get a Jericho promo about later tonight, his match with MJF. It's classic Jericho. Uh, Bucks with the Elite versus Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt. This match is just a clusterfuck. Um, young Buck matches suck. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Kenny comes out, uh, nails Marco Stunt with a chair. Cage makes the, uh, the save. They play off the Rampage angle from... Friday night, but this time it's a false finish. Uh, Bucks with a double V trigger. Gallows brings down Cage, and they all beat up everybody. Um, 
Britt Baker with Reba and Jamie Hatter. Uh, is it Hatter? I don't know. I can't pronounce names. Hatter uh, challenges Red Velvet for next week. Uh, we get a Matt Pro- uh, Matt Hardy promo on uh, Orange Cassidy, followed by an Orange Cassidy promo on Matt Hardy. I'm assuming we have that match soon. We get the uh, the artist formerly known as Big Show out. Uh, he's uh, talking about, you know, last week's interaction. Uh, QT shortly follows with the factory. This is the most boring segment possible. Uh, show announces that it's going to be him versus QT at All Out. Uh, if this is anything more than a choke slam and a pin, I think everyone's going to have a collective moan. Um, Jade Cardell promo. It's going to be her versus Kira Hogan at Rampage. That should be uh, a fun match to watch. Uh, Tony uh, Shivani is backstage with the Elite. Uh, he announces that there's going to be a tag tournament to determine the number one contenders for All In. And it is going to be a steel cage match for the tag team titles. Of course, the Elite cry. Uh, Taz and Hooker in the ring. They announce Ricky t- uh, starts the ring. Uh, Ricky asks for Brian Cage to come out. Uh, they pan to the back, and they have Hobbs standing over a beaten Cage. But, oh no, Cage jumps up and starts fighting off Hobbs. Team Taz runs off, and there is no payoff whatsoever for this. Uh, we get a Death Triangle interview backstage. Uh, Andrade interrupts and says they have conditions for the match between him and Pac. Uh, they do not list what those conditions are. They just hand him over an encyclopedia uh, size pamphlet. Yeah. Um, Penelope Ford versus Thunder Rosa. A solid match. Uh, Thunder Rosa picks up the win. Not really, not much there. It was a, it was a solid match for TV. Uh, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson are in the back. Uh, basically, Brock, I guess, challenged Malachi Black. Uh, for kicking his father's head off. So next week it'll be Brock Anderson versus Malachi Black, in which Malachi Black will now kick off Brock Anderson's head. Uh, we get a Miro promo where he finally challenges someone of, uh, you know, stature. He uh, he gives a challenge out to Eddie Kingston. Personally, and I'm just one man, I would love to see a Miro versus Grizzly Redwood match. That's just me. If the powers to be, if Tony Khan's out there, you know, in one day just so happens to click on this bad boy and he listens to a simple simple man like myself talking and hears this message tony let give us give the people what they want give us miro versus grizzly redwood that's all we ask oh we get a john moxley promo following this uh john moxley's heated just you know you can see the spit flying from his mouth a bit as he's going off about this and that uh, it's going to be him versus Daniel Garcia on Rampage, which I am excited for. And finally, we get MJF versus Chris Jericho in. I'm I, I'm glad this is over. I'm hoping this is over. Please let this be over. This match is whatever. The second half of this show was just, uh, but this match, whatever. Uh, MJF picks up the win with a submission, and that's it for Dynamite. Uh, probably this time next week, I will be talking to you about... CM Punk returning to pro wrestling on Rampage. If not, I'm curious what the backlash of that is going to be because even this week we had another Easter egg on Kenny Omega's t-shirt with a chick magnet. So we'll see. Uh, When we return, we'll be talking about uh, all things WWE.
All right, we're uh, we're back. We're gonna kick things off here with NXT. Uh, Malcolm Bivens and the Diamond Mind kick things off. Uh, Bivens takes shots at Kashida before announcing it's gonna be an open challenge now. Um, and Dragunov answers the open challenge. So we're getting Roderick Strong versus Dragunov. Um, right off the bat, in my mind, this is a better match than what was advertised. I feel like Kashida's uh, run has been lackluster with the cruiserweight title especially given that fightful uh report that wwe was thinking well wwe was going to i should say focus more on the cruiserweights since that report came out it's just been stale the whole time uh Kushida really hasn't wrestled um and i'm not sure what's going on it's the same kind of announcement as the ember moon thing and ember moon said she was not injured so i'm not sure what what the plan is but this match uh someone tweeted out on uh well on twitter of course uh violence over work rate and this match is a prime example of that these two were just beating the piss out of one another um dragonoff was leaking like leaking towards the end of the end of the match um dragonoff wins and jumps on the mic and calls out walter the one thing i take um issue with was the fact that they cleaned up Dragunov's face before the aftermatch promo. Um, I thought if they just left him looking bloody, it'd be better, but I guess things are um, kind of back to normal, if you will, after the whole uh, Nick Gage, Pizza Cutter, Domino's uh, fiasco. Uh, Walter never comes out. He doesn't answer it. Uh, we get a Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole package. That was you know, a pretty good package. WWE, if they're going to do one thing, they're going to do a a video package, correct? Uh, we get a hit row promo. Uh, BFAB starts talking, um, hands it off to Adonis, then Top Dollar kind of gets some words in before Swerve starts talking. Uh, Santos quickly interrupts from the parking lot, says he'll return the grill, but only between the two of them. So Swerve starts heading to the parking lot. Uh, once he gets out there, Raul and Joaquin quickly jump him, and they, uh, they start beating Swerve down. It's not long before Hit Row makes their way out there and saves the day. Uh, Santos g tries to uh, jack the grill again, but like I said, Hit Row makes the save. Top Dollar just starts beasting dudes, uh, goes full Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio. Um, B-Fab comes out with a lead pipe and just starts wailing on dudes. Eventually, Swerve gets back his grill, and they walk away. It was a good uh, backstage segment. Uh, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes have a video segment. L.A. Knight offers to pay Josh Briggs $5,000 before a match and $5,000 after he gets the job done to beat up Cameron Grimes. Josh Briggs sounds like a baby and looks like a grown baby. Uh, he reminds me of if someone didn't finish creating Brody King. Um, Imperium promo about MSK. Uh, they have a match later on in the evening. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Josh Briggs. L.A. Knight and Ted DiBiase are on commentary. Um, like I said earlier, Briggs just looks like a sloppy baby. Um, I'm sh I guess his height is why he got kept around, but he he probably should have got his papers as well as the rest of them uh, last week. Uh, Grimes picks up the win, and um, Knight knocks him down at the end. Um, Sunday we'll see what the the future holds for these two. I would imagine that this is uh, looking at wrapping up shortly. Uh, we get uh, the Way promo. Indy is talking about her da uh, Dexter date. We get a little bit of uh, non-PG content. Little pie comments. The Rock would be proud. Uh, we get Zoe Star Zoe Stark and uh, Io Shirai promo. I understand that there's not many 
um, female tag teams in NXT. I'm I'm honestly not sure why they created these titles to begin with, but the fact that Zoe Stark and Io Shirai are still doing this frenemy tag team, not even a frenemy, just a I don't like you, we're a tag team, tag team is just, Zoe Stark is just, maybe it's not her fault, maybe it's just the writing's fault, but oh, the character sucks. Uh, we get uh, Robert Stone and Jesse Kamei ver- with Frankie Monet, of course, versus Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Indy's kind of taking some advice from Beth Phoenix. Seems a little nervous, not sure where things are going. And Indy also does the creepy thing with Dexter and nails it. Uh, Robert so- Stone is looking like a shitty 80s karate villain. Uh, he's got his uh, Steven Seagal uh, ponytail. He just He's, he's a character. Uh, Frankie Monet uh, actually throws Robert Stone back in the ring after he tries to escape Dexter Loomis. Um, we got double boots, and then they turned into a lover's gaze with uh, Dexy there. Is that it, Dexy? Whatever their, their name is. Uh, Dexter drags Frankie uh, into the ring after she grabs his foot. Uh, she gets tossed for going in the ring. Uh, Robert Stone... Uh, The highlight of Robert Stone, I should say, was him diving to the outside and completely falling flat on his face, nowhere near Dexter Loomis. Uh, Indy picks up the win with Dexter's silencer finish. Um, As she looks deadpan at him, it was pretty creepy. Beth then hands Indy something, and she actually proposes to Dexter Loomis in the ring. Um, The tag team works fine between Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis, and I get them wanting to get her away from the way, Um, but... Uh, most of this is just not for me, I guess. Uh, we get another um, backstage interview with Diamond Mind. Um, you know, they're, they're coming for Kushida. Uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez split interview. It was fine. It helped sell the match more. There's not much that you really need to sell. We've been waiting for it for since Raquel got the title. Uh, we have Cameron Hayes, Carmella Hayes, I should say, versus Duke Hudson. Uh, this was a solid match. Uh, Carmella Hayes picks up the win and moves on to the finals. Uh, Hudson had a uh, awkward landing on the ring apron. Um, that's probably the most notable thing from the match. Uh, post-match, uh, Hayes and Odyssey Jones kind of go face-to-face. Uh, I believe next week will be the final. I thought it was going to be a takeover, but it is not. Uh, we get a Purple Rain kind of J.C. Jane promo. Um, once again, this is probably leading to the Gigi Dolan, Mandy Rose trio. Uh, we get an MSK video. Um, them, they're just talking about, you know, the tag team title match coming up. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase segment. Cameron Grimes goes full over the top. It was uh, pretty good. Um, Ted DiBiase broke during the segment uh, and started laughing. Luckily, he quickly turned it into the Million Dollar Man laugh at the end. Uh, we get Imperium versus MSK in the tag team title match. Uh, overall, it was a solid match. Both teams looked great. Uh, Walter uh, comes out, causes a detraction, but then Dragunov runs out to even the score. MSK uh, gets the upper hand as Walter and Dragunov go at it. Um, They pick up the win. Walter eventually destroys MSK, and Dragunov tries to make a comeback, but Walter gets the upper hand. Uh, I really cannot wait for that match on Sunday. Um, MSK, I'm not sure what it is. I really like them entering. But they need something else. I'm not sure if the lack of having like a, a real feud in NXT has like kind of deterred them. I don't know if it's the crowd who there is a section of it that is against them for some 
outside of the ring drama. I'm not sure what it is, but something isn't completely working with them. Um, I'm curious if they take the titles off them and give them a chase, if that'll help things out. Uh, we get a promo with Pete Dunne and Rich Holland. Uh, I felt like I was watching Peaky Blinders. Uh, they are talking uh, about Ciampa and Thatcher and next week's matchup. Uh, we get the standoff between Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Uh, Cross makes his way to the ring, and um, yeah, uh, he has some security. Um, and then, you know, things go uh, pretty, pretty array pretty quickly. And uh, the show ends with both men surrounded by the guards after they went through a few barricades. Uh, the 205 boys are just sitting there watching like, oh, this seems fun. Uh, and that's how the show ends. Um, not much of a go-home show. Uh, it was all right. Um, looking forward to TakeOver 36. Looking forward to seeing what they do post-TakeOver 36. Um, yeah. Uh, so when we return, we'll uh, we'll be going on about Raw and SmackDown's uh, go-home. Well, Raw's Go Home Show on SmackDown's uh, show last week. Okay, we're going to go with the Raw Go Home Show first. Uh, Randy Orton opens things up. Uh, starts talking about Riddle and what happened. Uh, the timing of uh, Randy saying RK and the bro and Riddle's music hitting was picture perfect um something that uh i kind of wish stopped so much especially in wwe is the overproducing of guys and their entrances like riddle didn't need to hit his pose in the ring when coming in to speak to orton i get entrances when you're coming for a match but something like this it just feels um not realistic and uh, it kind of takes away, at least in my eyes, it takes away. Another example is Rhea Ripley always doing that stomp regardless. She's going in to make the stave. She hits the stomp. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. And I just want things to make more sense, if that makes sense. Um, Riddle says he knows Randy was just teaching him a lesson about how to RKO, RKO someone. Uh, he says um, he needs... Uh, riddle in his corner tonight um before randy can say anything really about that styles and almost come out and riddle uh and styles agree to a match coming up now uh we get styles versus riddle orton starts to walk away from riddle's corner as the match starts uh orton continues to make his way slowly looking back um like he left his puppy um that he can't take care of anymore or something i don't know eventually he makes his way all the way to the back and doesn't stay out in riddle's corner uh this was a solid match uh riddle and styles uh always kind of delivered um styles obviously has the advantage due to almost that's the story that they're telling out there the distraction leads to a styles clash and the win for aj uh, we get a nikki ash promo about her rematch with rhea ripley i cannot wait till this three-way feud is over with uh we get a riddle promo about how uh sad he is that orton didn't stick out there for him I was shocked we didn't get a callback to his stepdad leaving. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, Charlotte comes out to join commentary. 
Uh, Nikki powering up in front of Charlotte got a great laugh out of me. Uh, Rhea picked up the win. Uh, matches on par with all the other matches that they've had. It just feels like it's just rinse and repeat with all three of these ladies in different varieties. Uh, Nikki attacks Charlotte post-match. Charlotte rolls into the ring. And then Rhea and Nikki kind of give her a two-for-one deal. Uh, Ginger and crew uh, promo backstage. Veer and Shanky will be facing off uh, against Drew McIntyre in a handicap match. Uh, we get an MVP interview where he talks about unseasoned chicken, and I, I, I didn't understand what that was about. Uh, Goldberg and Lashley will have a face-off later in the night. Uh, we get Drew McIntyre versus Veer and Shanky. Uh, Drew's entrance now includes sticking his sword into a rock for the pyro to hit. The pyro didn't hit exactly when he stuck it in, but you get the gist. Uh, so if Drew wins tonight, no Veer and Shanky at ringside for SummerSlam. If Drew loses, no Sword at ringside for SummerSlam. This is a quick one. Drew picks up the win. Veer uh, goes to steal the sword uh, but gets superplexed, uh, suplexed for his uh, troubles. Uh, post-match promo from Drew playing with the crowd at Jinder's expense. Kind of talking for, I believe it was Veer. Uh, Charlotte uh, in Pierce and Deval's office. Uh, complaining about Nikki. They offer her a tag match versus Nikki and Rhea later on, or she can just wait until SummerSlam. She, uh, I guess she takes the tag match because we do get the tag match later on in the night. Uh, they re-air the uh, Elias is Dead vignette. Um, not sure why. guess to refresh it in our memories. We get the debut of Moist TV. This is Morrison's uh, talk segment. Basically Miss TV, but Morrison's taking the lead. I'm assuming this doesn't last and it's a one-off given the circumstances. Uh, a lot of wet references before Morrison asks if he, uh, Miz was faking it. Miz is explaining himself before Damian Priest comes out to call Miz a liar. Um, Miz says he's been cleared for weeks. Morrison gets upset about it. He then suggests Miz versus Damian Priest. Um, Miz is like, what's going on? Oh, you know, doing Miz. Uh, Damian uh, Priest pushes Miz, Miz into a kiddie pool. Uh, good laughs, I guess. Uh, we get Damian Priest versus Miz. Um, I'm really hoping that once SummerSlam passes, this, this feud goes away as well. It's just since Wrestlemania and it just doesn't seem like it has much to it really just rehashing and rehashing for time filler uh Miz is pleading not to have the match Sheamus comes out Sheamus joins commentary Priest wins the ma uh the match pretty quickly with a bro kick uh during the match Morrison uh does walk out on Miz and goes to the back with dripstick in hand uh Sheamus jumps up on the mic post match calling out Priest they go back and forth uh building up their match for SummerSlam. Uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop promo backstage. Eva Marie makes Dewdrop go to Alexa's playground um, to steal Lily. Alexa pops up on the screen and kind of knows she's coming. Uh, Miz catches up with John Morrison backstage. Um, New Day walking to the uh, screen. I'm not sure if this was accidental or purpose, but eventually they do come back with a, uh, a whiteboard uh, and they write on it by their shirt classic new day um this is also the first time new day has been on tv in what feels like two months uh miz and morrison squash their beef and uh seem like they're gonna move on um i would imagine maybe a miz and morrison versus new day feud could be coming up based off this segment that's just a, a guess uh we got alexis playground Dewdrop eventually comes in goes to steal lily lily snatches her soul and uh that's it uh, mace uh 
versus Mansoor. We get a pre-match promo for Mansoor and Ali. Mansoor picks up a quick win over Mace with the assist of Ali. Uh, Styles and Amos backstage interview. Uh, Randy Orton versus Amos. Uh, Amos now has his own theme. Um, they have been kind of starting to tease a split between these two. I'm not sure if RK Bro wins the titles. They split them quickly afterwards. Uh, Styles got caught cheating, and Amos is DQ'd. Styles gets uh, Orton back in the ring, uh, directs Amos to kind of destroy uh, Randy Orton a little bit more. Riddle comes out for the save. Riddle helps up Orton. Orton drops him with the mic. Orton goes on a little spew about respect, says RK Bro is back. Uh, Riddle says, RK Bro is challenging Styles and Almost for the tag team titles at SummerSlam. It took a while to get there, but we got the match. Uh, we get a Jeff Hardy promo about carrying Cross. Cross attacks Jeff uh, towards the end of uh, the promo, and then we get a Cross versus Jeff Hardy squash match in which carrying Cross picks up the win. Um, Eva and uh, Dewdrop segment in the back. Eva slaps Dewdrop twice for not getting Lily. Uh, basically just teasing more of the split between the two, which I'm expecting to come any day now. Uh, we get a segment where Reggie is at the park. Uh, Truth and Tazawa are in camouflage outfits. Uh, a whole lot of flips, guys. Just a lot of flips. The 24-7 title has become a 24-7 flip title, I guess. That was a bad joke. It wasn't even a good joke. Whatever. I'll leave it in. You guys can have me at my best and my worst. Uh, we get a new Elias video package. Uh, now it's him carrying a tombstone. It has Elias written on it. I'm not sure if uh, when this is all said and done, Elias comes back with a brand new name. He'll probably be something like a JBL ripoff from that that run. Actually, if he is a JBL ripoff, this is just me riffing. If he is a JBL ripoff, let's redo T-Bar and Mace and make, uh, make him like his secret service. Those two men are just too pretty to be looking like post-apocalyptic whatever um we get nikki and Rhea in the ring charlotte waiting for a partner it's nia Jax. uh nikki's getting beat up bad nia Jax does a weird like dancing stink face on uh nikki uh shana was watching backstage charlotte tags herself in and gets the win over Rhea with a natural selection toss away match pretty much uh styles has a uh, promo by himself about rk bro at SummerSlam, and now we have goldberg in the ring uh going on about his son being able to watch him um it feels like a rehash of his promo when he came back for the first time uh just with uh gage being older now uh bobby and mvp make their way out uh they talk their shit Goldberg calls it bullshit and hits Bobby with a spear, uh, gets his kid, and they make their way to the entrance to end Raw. It was pretty, uh, for a go-home show, it was pretty uneventful. Um, yep, not sure what they really sold you on more. Um, but yeah, when we return, we'll be talking about SmackDown. And we're back. Uh, John Cena kicks off SmackDown, uh, throws uh, some jabs at Roman before Roman makes his way out. Uh, Roman calls out John for doing the same old same, saying the same old same, dressing the same old same, just calls it tired. Um, some highlights, if you will, of uh, Roman's 
uh, best bar was 20 years in missionary was good enough for you, but it wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. This, of course, sets John into Super Cena mode, uh, says uh, Roman's got giant bars of soap for teeth. Uh, that he almost ruined Seth Rollins, ran Dean uh, Ambrose out of the WWE, and Cena ends it with a CM Punk reference about taking the title and blowing a kiss goodbye. Overall, so far, their best kind of back-and-forth segment for this little run. Uh, we get Nakamura with Rick Boogs versus Apollo Crews with General Aziz for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Boogs and Aziz get thrown out relatively quick from ringside for interference. Uh, overall, this was a solid TV match. Would have been nice to see this on next week's SmackDown, the go-home show, to give a little more boost for Saturday's SummerSlam show. Uh, Nakamura wins the title. Uh, celebration, Boogs comes back out. Him and Pat jump on the desk and start playing guitar. Uh, it was it was a pretty good, like, what I would say would be a good go-home match for the go home show kind of sets you know the tempo for the next day uh we get a street uh street profits promo about american alpha um we get street profits versus american alpha i thought last week with the profits coming back and no mention of american alpha the whole feud was dead but seems like it isn't uh, we get a fun match between both parties otis is uh otis is actually starting to grow on me um i do like this like meaner Francis uh, that he's got going on. Uh, this is basically a show off of Otis's strength and Tez's agility. Uh, the Prophets pick up a win here, uh, hoping we get a little bit more of this feud. I like both uh, both teams and the chemistry that they have. Seth Rollins is in the production truck arguing with the team um, before break. Uh, when we come back, Seth Rollins is out for a promo. Uh, Edge isn't here tonight, so Rollins is playing a video package of Ed's Edge and Rollins showing Edge's accomplishments with how Seth Rollins won up them. Says everyone should be thanking him for not stopping his head back in 2004. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this Edge run. Says he promises to stomp Edge's head this time around. Uh, we get a Mysterio's promo before their match with the Dirty Dogs. We get Mysterio's versus Dirty Dogs. Uh, this is the second week in a row where McAfee loves telling us how old or long the Dirty Dogs have been in wrestling, and each time I laugh, uh, Mysterios pick up a quick win. Following the match, we get Uso promo. Uh, they're on the Titan Tron talking about the match at SummerSlam. Uh, we get bum-ass Baron Corbin in the ring cutting a promo, uh, asking each fan for $1,000. Says he has a credit card scanner on his phone. Um, this is later... Uh, explained by the commentary team that he got all this on a loan um, from various family members. Uh, Kevin Owens interrupts the plea. Uh, Corbin says he isn't leaving until Kevin Owens gives him $1,000. Uh, Owens says he'll face him for the money. If he wins, he gets it. If Kevin Owens wins, he has to stop begging everyone for money. And before uh, this wraps up, Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Corbin before we go to break. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin when we get back. This was a solid match. Uh, Kevin Owens with, wins with a sunset flip. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a post-match stunner on Baron Corbin. In a backstage segment on WWE.com, Kevin Owens explains why he used the sunset flip for the win. Uh, he said it was a tribute to The Rock and um, his, his being hired by WWE. 
Uh, we get a Bianca Belair and Big E backstage segment where they're kind of playing a game of Hangman, it looks like. Um, speaking of Bianca Belair, uh, before we go any further, check out the A-Show's interview with Bianca Belair. It was great. Uh, it's also their 200 episode, so shout out to those guys. Um, Corbin uh, is interviewing with Kayla, kind of going on the what now, what are you going to do now? Corbin sees Big E with the briefcase, runs up on him, pushes him, and steals the money in the bank briefcase, and runs off. Um, Sonya's in the ring for the contract signing between uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Both parties come out. We get a few verbal jabs between the two. Sasha Banks says she has some witnesses for the contract. Zelina Vega and Carmella come out to be those witnesses. Both ladies sign the contract. Um, before she can be attacked, Bianca Belair goes on the offense, goes after both ladies, uh, and then does a flipping senton over the table onto Sasha Banks. Uh, it was actually a thing of beauty. Uh, Belair cleans, uh, clears the ring of the two ladies, but Banks hits her with a backstabber, and then Sasha Banks gets the upper hand on Bianca, beats her down on the table, and stands on top of her with the title. Follows that up with a bank statement using Sasha's, I mean using Bianca's hair, um, to lock in the finisher. Um, great, great closing segment. Uh, looking forward to their match. Um, I know there was a little bit of a scare this past weekend that it wouldn't be happening. But like I said on the A-Show, they did clear that up, and it will be happening at SummerSlam. Um, that's the week in wrestling, guys. Uh, like always, follow me on Twitter, at Daniel Soden. Follow the podcast, um, at 3 Sec Tan. Follow the podcast network, Fired Up Podcast, with an S. And uh, also go follow our friends at The Daily Smart. Um, all right, guys. See you next week.